0: is to bring you your next favorite band. Thanks for having us. This is a very cool show.
1: Yeah, so through many iterations and we finally landed on the weirdest one by far. Yeah, just a couple of feelings and boom, you got a sound. I remember this one time I've been writing some songs and I and I went out this I'm just
0: going right in on that story. I went out and so I
2: was Okay uh, uh, the story's longer than the song itself, we'll go ahead and play it. So...
0: And listen, it's gonna be everybody's favorite band. Welcome to your next favorite band. That's both the show title and our promise to you. We here at Stereophilia Studio are tireless in our pursuit of finding incredible, genre-defiant artists who are either a hot, up-and-coming band or a group that has been delivering for years but have flown under the radar. Tonight, the soulful, bluesy rock of Rachel Hannah Anna Each month, we will bring you live streams audio podcasts and perhaps even a live concert where you can listen to the stories and hear the music of artists personally curated by us based on what we feel will be worthy of your time be sure to subscribe and tune in to each episode because the possibilities are endless and you never know who will be your next favorite band Hello everybody, I am your host, Philip Reese, and this is your next favorite band. Uh, as you probably can tell right off the top here, uh, my co-host David Moore uh couldn't join today. Had uh we had some storms nearby, so we 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 had a he has a power outage. Um and so uh since I I would rather do these openings with a co-host. We're going to bring the guest on to be the guest co-host, but you won't meet her just yet. Uh, so here is uh, guest co-host Rachel Anna Dobkin. Thank you for joining for the for the opening.
2: I'm so excited to be here.
0: <laughs> this is I amazing. was just
2: admiring all of your photos. Are those all Music Fest photos?
0: Behind me here, yes. This yeah. is all Music Fest. It's kind of the gallery. Um, I'm slowly chipping away at bringing these people on the show. So oh, and cool. then here's an interesting one. Um, down there in the bottom uh, left... It's Loka Connie?
2: Oh no way! Who you
0: uh, play drums for at times, right?
2: I was I was playing yeah as like a sort of a like percussion second guitar player. Yeah, we had there was I was seven of the seventh member of seven members, and then <laughs> Adam then went back to six members and got it. Yeah, it was yeah. a really great experience playing with that band, though.
0: I'm sure. Yeah, we actually had the 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 honor of interviewing uh, Will Donnelly, the guitarist. I uh, love Will. Yeah, back in July, it was a great. Oh great, no uh,
1: way! Yeah.
0: Yeah, and we did it live at Milkboy Philly. It was really cool.
1: Cool, yep, really yep, yep. cool.
0: Yeah, so I was actually going to ask about that later, but that was a perfect time to bring it up. But yeah, tons of other cool music fests back here. And like I said, I'm trying to, Once I think the cool thing to do will be once I interview all of them, take them all down and put up a whole new like wish list.
2: Yeah, will it into existence.
0: That's exactly right. We call it wish casting on this show.
2: Wish casting. I love it. <laughs> I love that.
0: Uh, but anyway, so um, usually in the opening here, uh, you know, David and I banter a little bit. We share some stories, but. Uh, um, we th- had some
2: storms because we're also having some storms right now, too, in New Jersey. So. Yeah.
0: And here's the funny part. That's the, the this is such a perfect thing because of all this wacky weather we're having pretty much worldwide. Um, I thought this was an uh, apt uh, story to share. So uh, as a setup, um, most people know the story of Noah's Ark. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, just in case they don't, do you want to share like what Noah's Ark is all about?
2: Well, you know, it's funny because I, I, I'm just going to say what I've been like told throughout the years, which is sure. like, right. It was that he was being premonitionally told that there were going to be floods and to gather two of every single animal of each sex so that the animals could continue on their species. Yep. Put them in their, his ark, build the <laughs> ark. You know, I've never, like, read the Bible. I've actually never been to temple or church, but I'm, like, half Jewish and half Christian. I'm, like, in this ambiguous <laughs> space. I don't know how well I'm doing at telling this story. No, you're doing great. You're doing great. It's, like, the fable that I've been told since yeah. a child. But, yep. um, right. And because, right, wasn't it just these uh, catastrophic floods and storms? Yes. Yeah. That now the irony is, it's not ironic, but it's that people are saying, We're getting close to the end of the world. Sure. Right.
0: Right. Right. And this might be that. There is some irony here. So uh, what you may not know is in Kentucky, someone built a Noah's Ark, like a tribute thing. But here's the funny part. Weather has caused it. They put an insurance claim. (laughs) So Kentucky's Noah's Ark sues the insurance company over damage caused by heavy rains.
2: (laughs) That's it's extremely ironic. Okay, so that was the right word to that use. That was definitely
0: right. Like, and again, the the best part about this is, just like with David, I never share with him what I'm going to bring up in the opening. I didn't share it with you either, but could not have been more perfect. Wow.
2: Oh my god, it was serendipitous. It
0: sure it sure was. So um, yeah. So uh, the the irony and uh, hilarity of Noah's Ark. Uh, some monumental structure that they built now damaged by heavy rains. I
2: don't know what's like scarier to think like the fact that it couldn't hold or the fact that people are so convinced that it's the end of the world that they're taking the <laughs> steps to actually build it a, a boat like yeah. that.
0: I, I think it, it's more just a monument to the story and people can come look at it. Yeah. It's not necessarily for yeah. uh, seaworthiness, but
2: uh, well. Wonder why? Kentucky. Maybe,
0: maybe it's back in someone's. Yeah, not a lot of oceans there, unless we go back to the geological uh, you right. know, times when when they were there. But uh, anyway, uh, now we would like to, to to introduce you as as the actual guest of the show. Um, so normally, what we do here is we bring on some of your music and then do a bio. Um, mm-hmm. And so the song we're going to play today to get people into the Rachel Anna Dobkin mood is uh, is taking my time. And here's a little bit of that, and then when I bring it down, if you want to kind of intro yourself, you'll 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 get the cue. But uh, here's here's uh, here's some Rachel Anna Dobkin for everybody.
2: Ready? Yep. Oh, this is an old video.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So you want me to do a bio, or do you want to do your own? You
2: should do the bio. I'm so curious to see which one you've pulled.
0: (laughs) Well, I kind of just have it here from the About section. So uh, you put Band Leader. I would have rewritten that as Front Woman. I'll tell
2: you. I like that better. (laughs)
0: There you go. Drums, guitar, vocals, piano, producer. Uh, Rachel Anna Dobkin has studied jazz at Bard College and describes herself as My Morning Jacket meets Lake Street Dive. The Asbury Park native has a knack for blending indie rock and soul and has been featured Uh, By BTR Today New York Times Asbury Park Press Star Ledger Travel and Leisure How about that? The Aquarium Weekly And more She plays regularly With her rad band And solo Anything you want to add to
2: that? Well, it's very funny because I'm realizing I have to update my bio on my website. But- <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think you are. You're about to release music, which will give an update and so on. Exactly. And a, a whole new it, cover, a whole thing. But
2: exactly, it's interesting because now I say I say Amy Winehouse meets uh, My Morning Jacket. Right. But it's it's a similar <laughs> thing. The point is, it's soulful with this like heavy psych rock. Influence. Sure. Um. I think for me the big thing that I always like to n- like nail is that I'm a multi instrumentalist and a yeah. songwriter. Yep. Because it is equally as important that people know like uh, that I've written the parts, but also that I play drums and guitar. And it, that's just kind of how it's been for me because those are the things I feel really passionately about. Sure. Um. But yeah, I have a new record that is about to start releasing into the world. We've released our first single and um, on. September 13th. And I know we're going to be talking about that.
0: Yeah. 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 We get to play that here, uh, you know, and, and kind of, you know, promote the heck out of it because it's some great stuff. It's, I think you talked about it too. Like the evolution of you as songwriter performer is just hitting such great, you know, heights that it's so cool.
2: You know, it's very funny because I watched this and I feel like I'm such a baby in this. I mean, this, (laughs) we did, we did this live as a three piece. This was one of two songs I did not play drums on, on the last record because it was really important that I played guitar because I wrote that guitar part. And both of those, both Chris, the bass player there and Andy, the drummer Mm -hmm. dear, dear, dear like brothers to me, but I don't play with either of them anymore, but they're two very dear close friends of mine. And I was like, Oh, Andy and Chris. (laughs) And Chris was like, yo, your songs, Rachel. Like, it's very funny because he, 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 he always jokes. He's not a good bass player. And I'm like, you're ridiculous. But he always was like, yeah, your songs were the most stressful songs I've ever had to play. <laughs>
1: it's, you know, I mean,
2: and I've played, been playing with my bass player now, Dan Haas, for about... Since that, that record was solidified our working together. He came on and played the rest of the songs, but Chris had been playing with us, so we, we decided to do that song live. Sure, but sure, sure.
1: Yeah. That's a
2: song about wasting time. I really love that song. I like the more esoteric, like, people love their relationship songs, and those are good too, but mm-hmm. I, I really love a song like that because it's something that, like, it doesn't matter. Like that we played this song, you know, we had a show last night and we played the song. And every time I play that song, it feels relevant because sure. it's things that I struggle with and yeah, things yeah, yeah. that I feel people struggle with. Like there's that that song is about being distracted by mm-hmm. all the noise around us and not even necessarily understanding why you're feeling so bogged down. But then when you realize you're wasting all this time and you're procrastinating, but it's because there's all of this noise that's mm-hmm. weighing you down. Oh, yeah. And that's like, that's that line, like when noise fills the room so loud, you can't help but shout. It's like you're trying to also compete with all of what's out there because yeah, yeah, it yeah. just seems like there's no other way to function now. Sure. So. No, you're, you're
0: right. I mean, and I was going to bring this up a little bit, but it fits right here is I, you have other great songs too about anxiety and, you know, other kind of mental health topics that again, mm-hmm. I always love not only to see songs out there about this to kind of normalize all of that, but also to bring it up so that people can continue to talk about it and be more vulnerable about it just because mental health would be no different than physical health. Like you go and get a trainer to go help yourself work out. Why not also find either a therapist or just important ways to keep yourself balanced? So I think your music is obviously a way to kind of speak to that for yourself, but also then it shares that with other people who can help them not feel so alone.
2: Well, thank you for saying that. I know we spoke about that at yeah. Yeah, music fest but it it, it that, that does mean a lot too because it, you do get as an artist when you're working and you're alone in the studios or you're practicing and you're you're just going it like this summer has been a lot of work and very little play i mean it's play too sure, because right. playing music is fun and it's what we love and it's but that's also become my social life so it's like i come home and i have downtime and i crash and i'm like whoa why? Mm-hmm. like for all this sacrifice all this time all this money what am i doing it for it's to hope to connect with people and like What you're saying, I write songs to cope with my external reality, and I do struggle with these things, and that's the same thing with acceptance, which, again, I'm sure we'll get into, but yeah, yeah, all of these songs, like a song like Understand, too, which is on the last record, I love that because that's a song about comparing yourself to other people and like the inevitable nature of how we do that, which we do more than ever because we are being blasted with other people's lives every second of the day now on social media, and so it's just a reminder that it's like you really don't know what the other person is going through. I just have to tell myself these things. I I don't do a good job rem- remembering it all the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right.
2: I mean, because I still struggle with it. So I'm like, sure. okay, I can play this song and remind yep. myself that it's okay to feel these ways, you of know? Of course, of course. So thank you for saying that.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, And one other thing I want to touch on before kind of diving back into your early story um, is we just talked a bunch about the lyrics there of that first song, Taking My Time. I also want to talk about musically. It kind of, I also wanted to feature that one first here because it touches on that topic of you're a drummer at your core. And I really think even vocally, it has a very percussive kind of like component to it where it's almost like you could easily have seen that as like, you know, some sort of a scat or some sort of a, again, like a, a verbal, mm-hmm. you know, drumming. Um, and we were talking a little bit about that, of how, like, you approach your songs very much starting with the groove, or it might start with something lyrically or or melody-wise, but it immediately jumps right over to the drums.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I just kind of wanted to touch on that a little bit here because I think that's a, a very cool thing.
2: Yeah, thank it's you. It's unique, yeah. Well, yeah, it's interesting because, yes, I definitely think percussively I also think a guitar is a very percussive instrument mm-hmm. and when you when you really understand what that means like every even the way that I palm mute or play certain notes like yeah. when I play live like there's a percussive intention behind it mm-hmm. and, and sometimes it's actually like that's why too lately playing the drums it's just been easier for me to get behind the drums and play because I I've, I've had I find myself sometimes just even as a rhythm guitar player trying to lead the drums sure sure (laughs) with the pocket and so if you don't have the right player or you haven't practiced enough Mm -hmm. it comes with time and it's like a feel thing and it's it's not against anyone's playing but um especially when we've been like in between drummers or this or that it's like well you know what rather than having to find somebody new and teach someone all these songs like maybe it's just easier for me to get behind the drums and do it you know right 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 but yeah i think that for me especially yeah with a song like that or like any song, like I, and I know I touched on this when you we were talking music fest, but it's like, yeah, I hear, I hear a part, and then immediately I'll hear a groove. Yeah, it just happened to be too that Andy, the drummer uh, that I was playing with at this time, him and I were were collaborating on this part. Like he came up with a really cool part, and I was like, oh, that's exactly what I'm hearing.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: And, and we decided um, with the, with the engineer, like you know, it would be really, it would be to our benefit to do this live as three piece with Rachel, you playing that guitar part because it's like so. Crucial. It's also so weird. Like, yeah. I have no idea where this guitar part came from. Like sure. a lot of my music, I just some of the weird stuff, the guys are like, What the hell? Like <laughs> this like weird atonal riff, but it's not atonal. It's also like within like the major, like dom- also dominant, like bluesy scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, but it also has this feel, it's like very white rabbit-y, like mm-hmm. kind of psychedelic and but yes, and 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 with everything I play, I'm always feeling the pulse. Like I can even like when I start. I mean, there's that there's a little shot at the beginning where my foot's tapping. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Immediately, I'm just always feeling yes. this pulse. Yep. And I always have, and I always knew that was a, I was a drummer. And it's funny too. I'll just mention this. There was one day in jazz vocal class where, sure, my professor, I was like trying to get past this mental block, and she was like, Rachel, just focus on the tempo. Mm -hmm. just count it, tap your, tap your palm and count it. And I want you to start singing. And every time I do that, it always helps me.
0: (laughs) That's so cool. That is so cool.
2: Yeah. So it's just something about time. That's just like, I've just, since I was a child, that's why I was so adamant about playing the drums because I just knew, I was like, I have this internally and I can't get away from it. Like I need to do something with this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's, let's use that as the transition. So we always like to go kind of like way back uh, Mm -hmm. to the early stage. Mm -hmm. And so from what I understood, um, when you were young, your mother actually gave you a best of the Ed Sullivan show Mm -hmm. tape.
1: Yeah, she did.
0: and then you watched like the Beatles and the Beach Boys and such on that show. And you just knew right away, even though you were super young, that this was what you wanted to do.
2: Yeah, I remember like watching the Rolling I think it was the Rolling Stones in particular mm-hmm. and like Mick Jagger singing, I can't get no satisfaction. But it's like. Real, I want to say, I don't know. Again, I'm not like a huge stone spuff like some people are. Sure. Maybe it was like 66 or 67, like before they had the long hair, before they were rock and roll. Right,
0: right, right. But they were
2: still very clean, yeah. cut looking. And if it's wrong,
0: don't add us in the chat. I mean, yeah, if you want to co- correct it, <laughs> go ahead. But. Don't I'm all it. for that. Right.
2: Right. Right. Listen, my dad looked like Mick Jagger and that was a whole running joke in my family. My mom married him because she was in love with Mick Jagger. <laughs> anyway, that's a whole nother story. That's fantastic. It's that I'll get into that. But yeah. um, I remember watching like them do, I can't get a satisfaction. Just be like, yep. No hesitation. Like, yep. this These are my people. Like, yep. this is what I'm going to do yep. with my life. And just, I wa- I watched that tape until I couldn't watch any work. It was actually falling
0: apart. It was falling. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. My mom was like, I yeah. think it's
2: time to watch something else now.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah. What do you what's your kid watching? Blues clues? Nope. Uh, best of Ed Sullivan, particularly Rolling Stones.
2: Yeah. I mean, and I remember seeing the four seasons and seeing like mm-hmm. um Frankie Valley like Sherry. And I was yep. like, What is this? Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. just this it just really spoke to me as a mm-hmm. child and it just made me feel things.
0: Yeah. So mom's supportive there on the music, but not on the drums. Didn't let no. you have drum set in the house.
2: No. And I think, listen, I grew up in the nineties and I don't want to say it was, it was definitely, it was definitely different then. Mm-hmm. You know, there was the feeling of like, you're a girl, you can not play guitar or piano. Like, like, I don't know if my brother wants to play drums, maybe they would have let him. I don't know though. I think she just didn't want noise. Um, right, right,
0: right. <laughs> it is interesting though. You're right. Like there's an interesting commentary in there about the gen- genderizing which roles are which.
2: Definitely. I remember that specific conversation when I was like 12, where it was Mm -hmm. like, you're a girl, you can play piano or guitar, you're not going to play the drums. I was just like, no.
0: (laughs) Right, right, right. And thank goodness, like, it's amazing that that's the 90s and that was still going on. But um, very cool for people like yourself to now be out there as someone for you know, kind of, again, these representation matters yeah. moments for yeah. other, you know, whether it's, you know, like a Lehigh Valley girls, well, that's our chapter of it, but the girls rock organization yeah, that's So cool. where they can go and see people who are doing it and making a career out of it and saying, yeah, there are no barriers. There should yeah. have been in the first place, but, uh, you know, but great, uh, great to have those now as icons for people.
2: Yeah. And I th- like, that's why, like, I always knew, and then I, I always knew I wanted to Really play music professionally, but when I was a kid, I was very anxious and I sort Mm of, I steered, I was a closeted musician because I was so nervous. The idea of performing, I just couldn't handle it. And I went in the visual arts realm, like I was a painter and a drawer and I went to school, started as a studio arts major. But I knew the two things I wanted to take classes of Mm -hmm. that I couldn't when I was in high school was photography an analog photography class and a a music class i just Mm -hmm. didn't you know it's one of those things where it's like you're either kind of a band kid or you're not unless you kind of start doing that when you're young or i mean there's like classical and there's like jazz band right like all my friends were in jazz band but there's also kind of this stigma because i was also an athlete and i was like a runner but i loved music and i loved rock music and i loved like everything from like incubus to weezer to like sabbath and like derek and the Dominos. so like i was friends right. my best friends were all like the jazz band sure, musicians sure, sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: as well as like i had a friend who i did cross country and travel anyway so um uh when i went to college i took a music i took an intro to music theory class and i was like yeah this is what i'm doing like it's i just wasn't ready now yeah. is the time
0: and so what you're saying there is the the anxiety and and the uh you know having fear of you know performance on stage in front of people that was before you went to college and then college is where that kind of started to get unlocked a little bit
2: yeah well when i was a child i actually deeply deeply struggled with serious anxiety like crippling like was having panic attacks when i was eight years old and couldn't really stay in school well i i i would i i I was like this is about to get really esoteric and like deep but like Essentially, when I was a young child, I was always very aware and perceptive. I think this is a very normal thing for a lot of artists. Oh, for sure. And I just had this really intense fear of dying. But I Mm -hmm. didn't really understand that until I was 17. Mm -hmm. And I could finally say it out loud and like, like label it and but like all throughout my childhood middle school elementary school I just was very anxious it was hard for me to sit in class without going to the nurse's office I constantly felt like I was going to get sick I was mm-hmm, out mm-hmm. of school like I would go to school and I would cry and I would just have these moments where I was feeling this intense emotion and it was like I was having these thoughts of like I, I've said this in another interview where like it's like I remember being eight years old learning about space
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I'm sitting in long, like this classroom learning about long vision and, and I'm like what the fuck? Why are we here? Like, there's aliens and there's like stars above and there's like Saturn and Pluto. Why am I sitting in this classroom? Right now? Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, I'm gonna die. You're right. I'm like, I'm like eight years old, having this thought. And I'm- right, the
0: enormity of of the universe combined with the like how small we all are probably just fried your brain.
2: Right, and I was just like, this was like a. Thought that, like, I wasn't talking about this because sure. I didn't have like the tools, but I was just thinking these. And then one day I just was in class and I was just like, started p- and I was like, this was happening over time. And then, like, the administration, they didn't really like, they didn't know how to take care of a child who had anxiety again. Sure. Like, same thing we're saying, like, mental health 90s just wasn't a thing. They just thought I didn't want to go to school. So they were just kind of like, no. Rachel, you can't go to the nurse. No, you can't go to the bathroom. And so I'm like eight years old and I'm like, please, I need to just please makes it worse. Go. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. Right, right, right. Totally makes yeah. it worse. So then yeah. I'm like little eight year old Rachel, like, like hyperventilating in class, yeah. like. Right, right. Thinking about aliens. Why don't you just
0: think happy thoughts? Get over it. That's fine.
2: 100 exactly. percent. Right. So yeah, I'm that- sure that you
0: were just hearing all of that.
2: So that was my childhood and like luckily mm-hmm. I found really great therapists and then mm-hmm. they put me on a, like an SSRI and this is like sure. so personal, I'm just like sharing all this. Uh, as long as,
0: listen, I hope it's okay. I'm, but again, I really find a lot of people and again, musicians who tune in or other you know, people who are non-musicians, but just love music. They're always, these are the moments like other shows we got into, you know, like uh, racism in the music industry and people were like, thank you for yeah. putting that out there. Like these um, are great so that, you know, people out there crazy. love these things. Yeah, Absolutely.
2: Well, yeah, so, you know, by the time I was, I mean, by the time I had that epiphany as a 17 year old, I realized, wow, this is what I've been afraid of my whole life. Now I can, now I can identify this and move on Mm -hmm. and know that it's not even about that. It's about living my life fully. Yeah. So went to college. I was like photography music, but I knew I wanted to do music. So yeah. And then I I was just ready. I wasn't ready as a child. Like Mm -hmm. there was one talent day in like second grade where I really wanted to play like a Red Hot Chili Pepper song on the guitar and I couldn't. I was just too nervous. Sure. Meanwhile, I had this kid, Matt Curran, who was a prodigy playing (laughs) Eruption. And I'm like, I can't play a C chord. (laughs) How am I ever going to get on stage? Like, it was like that kind of. Sure. So anyway, so then I got to college and I went to Bard and it was amazing. And I just happened to fall into the jazz department with these professors who really saw, wow, this girl is dedicated. She's going to work hard. She's, like, raw talent. She doesn't have any – like, I had never studied classical. I didn't study theory. I didn't have anybody that was, like – you know, when you're a child, too, like, you have these teachers who, like, kind of mold you. And then, like, they're, like, you need to learn this way, and this is the only way. You don't have, like, this concept of open-mindedness, where it's, like, I came to college and I was a blank slate. Whereas most of the kids that would come to bar to come in were, like, they had already been molded. So these professors were, like, oh, my God, Rachel is, like, totally untouched. Sure. We know she's going to work hard. We want to foster her talent, and they right. were just very supportive. So sure. immediately, like I got into like um, a jazz improv class where I had to take guitar solos, and I, Erica Lindsay, my jazz professor, she pushed me. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know how to solo. I'm not a sh- guitar player. She's like, I don't care. You can play one note. I just want you here because I think this is going to be really good for you.
0: That is so cool.
2: It, and 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 she was like totally like feminist, amazing. Like she's a sax player. Yeah. Incredible player from Berkeley, still like, you know, and, and, and every professor was so different. Like John Esposito, who ran the program, who taught jazz harmony, and mm. he also um, gave me drum lessons. And you know, he was a piano player, but he taught drums as well. Sure. And he he had a different approach to things and he would give us every he would throw everything in the kitchen sink, like I guess everything but the kitchen sink at us. Right, right, right. And right. he'd be like, Listen, this is a lot of information, but I want you guys to take this and make sense of how it makes sense to you. Yeah. And, you know, and then I had like... What a cool environment to yeah. be put
0: into, yeah. And, Support, and then, but yet freedom, you know, like...
2: Right, and I had all these amazing musicians around me too that were just like becoming my friends, and one of which was my bandmate, Ryan McLean, who who really was, he was the first person I started playing live with, who just, we both connected because we just really wanted to play, and he mm-hmm. was like this virtuoso player and I just wanted to play the drum. So we would just jam on the dead for hours. <laughs> sure.
0: And also it's interesting to point out there too, like someone being better than you in second grade was intimidating and forced you to suppress it. Whereas once you were in a better headspace, being playing with someone better than you inspired you to go there. And it's just like, again, the exactly. how important that is for somebody. And it doesn't even have to be music. It's just right that can be so overwhelming for somebody if they're not in the right spot. But if they get there, then it just can unlock them in such a cool way.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, I think that's, like, such a valuable thing. I actually, like, needed to hear that today in my life. Thank you for <laughs> saying that. Um, no, I think now more than ever, it just shows you, too, it's like, are you going to lead, lead your life in this, like, this, um, Lens of fear, or are you going to like lead your life in this lens of love and acceptance? And, yeah. yeah, and and it's hard. It's hard, right? Like, oh, absolutely. It's the hardest. You got to make
0: that decision daily. Like
2: that's what the song "Acceptance" is about. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, seriously, it is. Like you know, there's so many things we're like walking around the world now. Yeah, and 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 again, what we're being subjected to with the, with this and social right. media,
0: and you 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 almost not you, you, everyone, you, the Royal, you, uh, you, you invite that in. Like you, you don't have to go on there. You don't have to respond. You don't have to post. You don't have to look at how many likes someone else has. Like, so you actually go in search of this stuff that then makes you feel negative. And it's like, why do you do that? Just don't do it.
2: Right. But
0: again, it's hard to do. Like if it was that easy, everyone would do it.
2: Yeah. And especially as an artist now, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I was just going to say, especially as an artist now, I mean, there's such a, Everything I do now, I have to be on this. I Correct. can even feel myself after the past week of having to be on it more,
0: mm-hmm. Yep. how
2: it affects me. And I'm just like, man, I really got to make sure that I set
0: yeah, my absolutely. boundaries for myself. Yeah. For, for us, too. Like, obviously, it's the best way for us to put out there that a new episode's coming out. And then you have to sit there and go like, wait, why did this one get this many views and this one only this many? And then if you just wait a month, it all levels out. Like, if you're staying too much on top of it, minute to minute, it's just going to do nothing but bury you. Yeah. Um, but yeah. why don't we bring in the acceptance, the version you did yeah. of it during yeah. Music Fest, because it's a, a perfect time to bring that in That's here. Okay. So you hear us referencing throughout this interview so far. Uh, basically, for those of you who uh, may not be aware, during Music Fest, each day we go live uh, and, and, and just kind of bring on um, guests who are going to be either performing that week or what have you. And so Rachel was kind enough to come on that week. And the, the, the point of the conversation hit where we had to stop because she had to go perform. <laughs> and we were like, we have still so many questions unanswered. So we agreed to, to come back full circle and, and do a, 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 what we would probably deem a regular interview. Um, but she performed that day uh, the, the title track off of the upcoming LP, uh, Acceptance. Um, so what we'll do is we'll bounce over to our website um, to kind of promo that a little bit. Uh, so this is our homepage here. Um, we recently, David and I, uh, did the, the most recent episode was, uh, um, the, uh, performance highlights from music fest. Um, and so these are the different people we've been interviewing, but if you bounce in here to the episodes, the highlights from the live streams might be just a cool one to check out because it's the, you know, the, the, the coolest moments and all the performances. So, uh, it is on YouTube or you can just kind of play it straight from here. Um, and here, let's um, take a listen to acceptance from Rachel. Up. Okay.
2: So let's just make sure I'm in tune. Oh, this is exciting. I feel like you guys are in my living room. (laughs) Oh, it's already out of tune.
0: Yeah. I'm sure it's the change in humidity from the drive to here.
2: Also, I don't really play my acoustic that often, so... Okay, so this is... um, So you want me to intro it? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, So the, the, the new record's called Acceptance, and... People think that this is a song about a relationship, but it's really about the most important relationship, which is your relationship with yourself. Oh, nice. And finding all the answers within. So something I struggle with enormously, I write songs to remind myself of certain things. So yeah, this is called acceptance.
3: mm
0: of that last hit oh well <laughs> no but that's the beauty of live music i, mean, I know yeah but uh, thank you for performing that back th- i mean it yeah. was such a cool rendition of it and and to see the other full band version of it later on that day was very very cool
2: yeah yeah, I know. You You were saying you were looking forward to it. So I'm like curious. And, you know, that's not even the full band because it's like we were playing. That's true. Three that piece, is true. Yeah. And usually when we play, there's two guitars because mm-hmm. the rhythm guitar, which is what you heard, me you know, and then there's the, the riffs and then we're harmonizing JT and I and then the whole jam section at the end, which obviously I didn't play there. Right. Uh, we him and I trade solos. So but when I'm playing drums, obviously that doesn't happen. <laughs> right. Or right, or right, if right. we have a second guitar player, it will happen. that. Yeah. But no. it's, we nev- there's never a situation where I've had, like, I'm going to hire another guitar player. I'll just have a special guest guitar player. Uh, because obviously I'm going to play guitar as much as I can.
0: <laughs>
2: I guess selfishly. I don't know.
0: No, well, no, no, not at all. And we talked about that before, too. Like, uh, <clears throat> the the art uh, to, to kind of you being the songwriter, then it's all you. It's It's the yeah. way you wrote it. It's the way you have it pictured in your head. And then, like you said, like, to hand that over to somebody else and they may not quite be in the pocket or someone might not get the. And you're just like, probably just simply wanting to wait, can you, let me just mind milled with you so you can see it the way that I do. And it must be kind of frustrating at times.
2: Yeah, it's hard. It's also hard because I obviously don't want to be like such a stickler for control that someone can't do what they do. Like the, a lot of the magic is like in letting someone do their thing. Um, and it's just the balance of finding the right people. It's like anything else. Oh,
0: totally. Yeah. Wait, right like you said too, then the flip side is someone else heard what saw what you saw, and then they did it, and you're like, Yes, that's it. Then it's just that yeah. must be a super cool moments.
2: Yeah. And I think again, like just just like that's why I think we've been playing a lot as a three-piece lately, too, is like I have JT, JT Sofa, who's been playing guitar with us, and Dan lost yep. my bassist. Um, we just really mesh, and Dan and I have meshed for a while. Um, you know, but we um jtc like these these are it's the first time that i i feel like i have two guys on board that really really believe in the project and sure. like want to be here knock on wood
1: but like <laughs> right, right
0: right
2: yeah so it's it's about trusting the people you're with and but it is it is hard and this is a constant struggle i have of like being the visionary and knowing how i want things or knowing like okay like the majority of the guitar parts that we play live are parts that i wrote mm-hmm. um and it's either like well i mean like when i play as a as a three piece and I'm playing drums, like JT will be sort of mending melding like the lead parts with my rhythm parts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, he came in after the record was done. So a lot of those parts I had written, but uh, that's just kind of how I am. Like I hear these parts. Sure. And I can't get away from them for better or for worse. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think you, you said <sighs> too, like I read this somewhere where it comes to you in those moments of like, Either just before falling asleep, or being distracted by something, and then all of a sudden it, something clicks, and you're like, "Wait, I gotta get this down."
2: Yeah, a lot of times it ha- it depends. Like a lot of times it happens. I mean, when I'm when I finally have clarity, which doesn't happen often these days because I'm so busy and I have right, so right, many right. things on my mind,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, and I'm trying to make more of a conscious effort to make clear time space sure. for right. meditating and things of that sort. Um, it will come to me and like running
1: is Mm -hmm. one of them yep
2: taking a shower like (laughs) i'll be in the shower i wrote the song cruel 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 the newest single sure that entire hook and verse came to me while i was in the shower
0: yeah you need like a waterproof iphone or something or like a recording device (laughs) i was actually
2: like going back and looking at the voice memos to see if i could find the moment Mm -hmm. that i like and I did. I found a voice memo recording of, like, the shower water running and me, like, stepping out to be like, oh, I have to sing this right, 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 because I'm going to forget this hook. This is the hook.
0: Yeah. So. I've, that's come up in other interviews before where people will be, like, at their real, like, their 9 to 5 job and they'll have something come to them and they'll, like, run out to their car. Yeah. And, like, quick sing into it or the yeah. the, the, the halt, the, st- the like the, the stairwell. Run yeah, the bathroom. the
2: bathroom. Yeah, exactly. Like, you don't need to go to the lot. Just go into the bathroom. Get into a stall. Yeah, no, it's it, there have been moments too where I'm thought, or I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I'll hear things. Sure, but if yeah, I that, hear,
0: that like that right before you go to sleep moment is where you have such a creative solution process going on.
2: Yeah, although lately I've just like I said, there's been other things happening in my life and it's it's sort of occupying that space, which is not great. But it's like you know, it's just like the stresses of life and money and mm-hmm. being an artist. Of course, and being like what and is my? Fear, future I'm sure you're like? fearing
0: the release of all this new music. I mean, like. Yeah. There's so much riding on all of this stuff and, you know, it's gotta be scary.
2: Yeah. It's just, and like, the stakes are so much higher now. And it's like, you know, like I have a great team behind me now, but it's like the amount of work that's gone into this, this release of like, I think in video content alone and having to sit and edit and make reels and this like taking up like months of time Mm -hmm. of like, cause then I have to like, Oh, I have a show. I can't do this for two days. Then I have to go back to it. And then it's like, also having a day job and it's just yeah finding time when I can, which is like just every space is occupied. Mm-hmm. So I you totally know.
0: can get it, yeah.
2: Yeah. Anyway.
0: Yeah, So uh, I'm going to circle back to Music Fest for just a close sure. here, and then we'll swing forward towards the new Great. stuff. Um, I wanted to play uh, Just a Dream, which okay. is a good flip forward because it's on the new album.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but you played it there, and it was where you were behind the kit. So like, mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to show you uh, in your drum glory, you sure. <laughs> crushing some cans. But yeah. uh, um, we'll let it play a little bit, and then you can talk over the top of it and maybe talk about your Music Fest experience. But here is sure. Just a Dream by Rachel Anna Dobkin, where she's playing the drums and singing, which can't be easy. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) So enjoy. sing and drum at the same time or to, for you does it come naturally yeah
2: no it's hard and the thing i don't like about it like well there's there's a couple of things like and i know we had kind of talked about this a bit but like so for instance jt's playing all my guitar parts yeah like this part i wrote but all of these guitar parts i wrote specifically for this song because as a trio like we've come up with arrangements for all the songs and this song in particular it makes more sense for him to play my guitar parts and play the lead parts which are very atmospheric like lions, So it's always a little hard for me to let go of that driving melodic control. Also, sure. because I do feel like this song in particular, it would benefit me more to play guitar and sing. I sing it better when I play guitar, but because of the oh, circumstances. Yeah, because of the circumstances. Although this is a good performance, but, but yes, it is difficult. And this is a conversation we're continually having as a band, which is just that I'm about what I can do as a singer, just singing or playing guitar and singing, I'm about, I think, of which I can hit pretty consistently where I'm like feeling like 90% of my capacity. And when I'm really ripping it, like really well, I am not there yet behind the drums of singing. I feel like sometimes maybe, but I'm not consistently like, yeah. Like it's maybe. interesting that you feel yeah. that
0: way because as an observer, um, but don't take this as like any kind of advice, just more just me watching. You lit up more behind the drums than as a guitarist.
2: That's cool. And
0: so there was an energy to it that cool. I think it uh, it surpasses the vocals. Like it, it's on fire is kind of what I'm saying. It's like it, it it just lights up. So that's just from my observing was it was that kind of, you know, good to great kind of moment of like, and it might even be just where you had to adjust to a three-piece. What that week, two days prior, or something like that—you yeah. found out the drummer wasn't going to be there. Yeah. So there, me, you may have been in your own head about trying to figure out. Again, thinking about should I have been in the front because of these different things, but you're so naturally a drummer that I think it surpassed any of that. That you were in your element is kind of what I kind you of. You know,
2: I will say, in particular, Music Fest felt amazing, and and I, like, we all talked as a band. That was one of our best sets. That's it cool. was it was just like it felt really good. So I think also what you're absor- observing is and this was about mid set. So I felt very warmed up and very confident. Sure. Like I think like the beginning of the set was a little shaky because obviously our set almost got canceled.
0: Right. And right everybody there was left. A, There was well the the tough part was there was no rain. Like they 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 put us on hold because of lightning in the area, which they don't do that unless it's within 8 miles so okay. it had to have been close but never yeah. actually hit the festival well, I, so. I saw
2: the radar and it was like purple it it was like scary like yeah, I'm that... sure it
0: was bad pretty close but Music Fest has this like magical aura that when possible it cuts through those storms yeah day-person.
2: I mean like this is a perfect example of, like you know this whole hook and everything like on the record I, I wrote that I'm playing that so yeah. it's always like a little hard when I get I'm like oh should I be playing guitar and singing on these parts that are so close to me and that like yeah. cause like when I do play this with guitar and you know, and it might just be the song. Like there's this end sure. of it. It all depends. Like I do particularly really remember the set mm-hmm. at Music Fest. We all felt really good about and we were really feeding off the energy of the audience. Sure. There were a lot of people there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like at the beginning, I was nervous because again, it, you know, it was like you guys and two of my other fans started. We started in an empty room, and then by the third song, I looked out. I was like, "Oh wow, okay, there's a lot of people here." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, by the time I got behind the drums, too, I think the audience, like, because when I when I hop behind the drums during intro, people started cheering. So immediately, <laughs> I was like, "Okay, good, people are into this." Like- yeah, yeah. I felt it was a good sounding stage.
0: It is a good stage. Um, That's the plot stage, which I also learned, didn't know this. That was added. Um, we had a stage that used to be, because this was your first music fest, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there was a stage um, that was kind of up closer to the creek that when rain would happen, it would flood out. And they just oh, wow. had to stop putting a stage there. So um, three years ago, they added this one they actually had a cool uh, like contest people could name it i guess maybe more like 5 years ago and people are going to at me now which t- i'll welcome that you can uh, I, you know for as much <laughs> as i talk about music fest i should know these things but anyway what i did learn this year was they chose the name zinzin plots um, is related to um, some of the earliest settlers here in Bethlehem.
1: Oh, no way.
0: Um, and it was a female who was a very much a, like the, the Moravians who settled were very progressive. Uh, their schools were open huh. to both male and female and so on. And this particular woman um, was a, a leader in the community and so they try to put on that stage it's not every band that's booked there but if there is a female fronted band or a female performer they tend to try to put them on the Zinzinplatt stage.
2: Oh that's so cool Isn't that cool? I just uh, I I didn't that. know that
0: and uh, then when I learned it I was like that's a cool little tidbit Although
2: the one thing is they were streaming our set and they said that they were going to send it to us and I inquired and no one ever got back
0: to me but So that's probably listening. service electric right Yeah, yeah I <laughs> service love
3: electric.
0: have that Yeah there we go <laughs> let's wish cast that out there You said she could have it and uh, and and she would love to have it. Yeah, it would be a very cool set because their their audio uh, will be better than my iPhone for sure. And then,
2: uh, but it uh, still sounds good on your phone.
0: It it, it blows me away. But the, the 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 silly little iPhone and then in this wonderful blue Yeti mic, wh- which is a USB plug in. If you heard in the acoustic one, it sounds amazing. Like I just,
2: I was shocked at how good. Like honestly, I went back when when I listened to that and just listening on cans now, yeah. I was like, wow, this mic sounds like you're picking up on the intonation of my voice. Which yeah, is
0: like, I'm always just like always thinking about upgrading and I'm like, I just don't think I, I don't need to worry about that yet. Cause this thing, I almost feel like I'll <laughs> regret it. Like I'll be like, well, I, I just want my blue Yeti. No. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, very cool. So, I uh, loved having you on the, 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 the daily live streams. The, the performance was great. Super hope you come back. Uh, and yeah. you know, not even just for music fest, but other times a year, whether it's absolutely Bethlehem, Philly, whatever. Um, but yeah, let's, let's, uh, Vision Forward. So this, that last song is going to be on the new LP. Obviously, Acceptance is the name of it. Um, So tell us a little bit more about, uh, from what I understand, this has been a couple of years. It was due to come out and then kind of COVID delayed things. Your father passed away, that delayed things. And so, um, you know, there's just been a, a, this has been a long time coming, but also full of a lot of that Acceptance theme.
2: Yeah. So the record, we started recording it in February of 2020, and then the world shut down. And we had uh, actually like, there was potentially going to be somebody famous on acceptance. So I held, we held off for like eight months and the person just never got to us We Mm. said, all right, we got to keep trucking. And then into 2021, we started tracking the other songs. Everything was very piecemeal because my original vision for the record was to do different batches of songs with different producers. Mm -hmm. And um, it just ended up being that I really worked on the record with two guys, which one of which was Eric Romero from the Front Bottoms. Mm-hmm. And he's got a studio down here in Jersey. And then Paul Ritchie from the parlor mob. Yeah. Who unfortunately had to close his studio like at the end of 2021. 20, but mm. um and then like there were things here and there that had to be pickups. Like not I don't think one thing about this record was tracked like the same. Like it was just kind of a clusterfuck of like, <laughs> we did vocal some vocals in my house. We did some guitars in my bedroom. Like we did some guitar like the guitars for tomorrow's another day, which is like the epic ending of this record. And there's like a reprise with um, just, just like all of these guitar harmonies that I wrote that I just like love. And it's just like this sure. again, if you like when you hear it, you'll understand why I named the record acceptance. I mean, aside from the fact that the self this there's a title track named that, right. but like, especially when you feel like the musical um, reprise and the um, sort of, release at the end you'll be like okay this makes sense so um yeah like that we record like my guitar players our mutual friend this guy bill who's Mm -hmm. a really amazing sound guy around here they record at his house all the time so we went there and recorded eric's guitars (laughs) it was just kind of like a hodgepodge and everything just took way longer than it felt the mixing took too long but it's okay and yeah here we are. And then I was going through sort of shifting of figuring out who I was going to work with. How was I going to release it? Sure. And you know, it's uh, yeah. And then, so then finally it was just like, now, now's the time I, 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 it's taken longer than I'd like to admit, but for some reason it had to be this way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the universe seems to always be kind of like tapping on the shoulder in these different ways. Um, And so this probably was meant to be held back a little bit, you know, and, and, and that it wasn't supposed to have these other people, Kind of collaborate on it, and so I think that's probably going to benefit you in the long run.
1: Yeah.
0: The uh, I, I missed this one back when you were twenty. Uh, you went to a psychic that told you to stick with singing and music. So there's the universe again, kind of just dropping in and saying, you know, you should do this.
2: Yeah, I forgot that happened. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, <laughs> it was so funny. I had just started taking vocal lessons, and like I went to see the psychic. Well, I didn't see her. I was actually. You know, I was doing photography at the time right. and I went to photograph like a wedding, a bridal shower. And she mm-hmm. was there and she was like, I had some down time. She's like, do you want me to like read your, read your fortune or whatever? And I was like, or your chart or whatever. And I was like, yeah, sure. And she was just like, are you a singer? And I said, yeah. She's like, okay, I have these visions of you <laughs> in a place like Madison's where I got. she's like, you need to not stop. She's That's like, "So cool." you need to do this. This is like, you cannot stop. Whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. comes your way this is your purpose. And, and I felt that. And I had not even, I don't even know if i had really started singing in the band yet, in a band yet. And I just, but I knew, like I knew I just, it's just an an innate knowing, you know?
0: Sure. Yeah. No. And that's where, again, those little nudges are like, Hey, that's, that's really cool.
2: It's affirming, right? Like it's been the same thing this whole summer we've been touring and I've been playing all these new places that we've never played. And every night I've been like, is anybody going to be there? And every night, There are people there. We make connections. We, even if it, even if all we did was there was one show where we just played to the band, but the band, we all connected and it was fucking great. But every night Mm -hmm. we've had fruitful shows. I've been making fans. I've been selling merch and I've been getting it out there. And it's like music fest was so affirming for us because there were so many amazing people there. We had such a great audience. I mean, we played for 90 minutes and it felt like 10 minutes. Yeah. And we were like, <laughs> we all were cool. like, we could have kept going. Yeah, Let's
0: yeah. Not stop.
2: <laughs> so, you know,
0: that's very cool.
2: You know, it's hard because it's just like life is happening around us. And like, I'm 33 and it's like everyone's having babies, getting married. I, you know, financial stability is not a priority of mine at this point because sure. it's going towards all of my music but at some point you're like i was saying you come home as an artist from the road or from whatever and you crash and you're like what is it's the mm-hmm. same thing i still am that eight-year-old inside that's like sure. what is the meaning of life what does all this mean am i doing this right does anybody like me what the fuck I never- <laughs> I can't. I, it's just like am it like pains me because I'm like thinking of the conversations I've been having right. the last three weeks with my friends and I'm just like, oh my god, everyone must be so sick of me. But yeah.
0: So we need to clip that little part off and make that like the <laughs> <laughs> the
2: preview. Oh my god. That's so amazing.
0: Love- um so we you have new song that just came out, like the first single off of this album. Yeah. Cruel, cruel, cruel. Yeah. And uh, there's, so uh, we basically have it here to share with people. I mean, it's brand new uh, and it's going to hopefully entice people to kind of go and like and follow and subscribe and all that good stuff yeah. for all your music that's about to get released.
2: Yeah. And I'd say like um, the best thing for everyone is just to follow me on whatever streaming platform. I mean, Instagram is what I use the most, but like, whatever streaming platform so that they can listen to the song Yep, and also hear when the other songs are coming out.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, cool. So let's bring in Cruel, Cruel, Cruel here and uh, and we can kind of talk about it a little bit as well. But cool. Uh, enjoy.
2: Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> cruel,
3: Cruel. Emotions will only ever get in the way. Now I have nothing to remember you by.
0: From Rachel Anna Dobkin, "Cruel, Cruel, Cruel," there off of the upcoming Acceptance LP.
2: The song rips. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> that's
0: so cool. I, um, yeah. yeah, go ahead.
2: No, no, no. I want to hear your opinion.
0: I okay. just think the the evolution, the continued progress of of you as a performer and songwriter just is so on on display there, and um, I just hope people. Uh, you know, definitely check things out and do, definitely go check a live show out. Hopefully we, we emphasize that a little bit by showing some of the clips from, from Music Fest and and what have you. I mean, even better uh, live, I would say, which is... Oh, which that's is awesome. Yeah, yeah.
2: And you only saw the three-piece, like, when again, seeing it as, like, when you get to see the songs being performed with, like, all of the guitar parts together. Yeah. It's even more full and a better experience. Very I mean, cool. it, it's, it's... I think it's important that I play drums too, so it's just balance i'm trying to strike
0: <laughs> right 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 some upcoming shows already uh on the on the docket uh the 20th uh of september madison tennessee and then the 24th uh, at the queen in wilmington Delaware.
2: yeah we're actually and we're also playing the 23rd of september there's probably some more updates in there that i realize i don't think i sent you but so we're playing the 20th of september in nashville for mm-hmm. americana fest this is nice. the keystone artist connect showcase um Saturday the 23rd in Frederick, Maryland at Cafe Nola.
0: Oh, perfect.
2: Have you been there? Yeah. Oh, you have. Have yeah. you specifically been to Cafe Nola? Yeah. Oh, how is it? I've it's, never been. 17. Yeah, no, it's a beautiful spot. Um, And then Sunday the 24th, we're playing in Wilmington, Delaware at the Queen.
0: Yeah, that's cool too.
2: October 1st, we're playing at Trans Pecos in Brooklyn. Those are the updated shows. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. There's
0: great, great uh, opportunities to to see. Rachel Anna Dobkin and all her new music, as well as some of the old classics.
2: Yeah. So, you know, and this song, you know, I, I, it's great. I mean, I, I it's been a while since I've, like, intently listened on mm-hmm. headphones. And actually, I was kind of, like, trying to not pay attention as to, like, see how. It, and the mix sounds really good. I was, like, so in the weeds with make, mixing this record. But um, <laughs> it sounds good. So yeah. I, people think so as well.
0: Yes, Absolutely. Um, anything else to promote other than this? I mean, obviously, uh, what we always try and say is go to the shows, buy some merch, support yeah. the artist. Um, I'd say
2: the best thing is just, like, we're trying to push streaming right now. So mm-hmm. just as much as you as if you love the song, please just stream it, share it with your friends, follow me, find yep. out when we're playing next. You know, yeah. you're awesome, Philip. I really appreciate you and this wonderful podcast. And oh, well,
0: thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah, we love to 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 shine a light on all this great music, um, in particular on streaming. So obviously, you had the 2018 When It Happens to You LP, mm-hmm. which has Always, which we featured more during the music fest timeframe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we decided to highlight some other music here today, um, especially the new stuff. But there's also two really cool EPs: demo at Church Street demo, and then Detach. Um, really very good music there oh, too. Thank you. And especially if you like, we almost were just talking about kind of play it, you know, from you know, chronologically to kind of hear this evolution, but the the talent and the blues and the rockerness is all there from the very beginning. So that's
2: cool. Yeah. The church street demo. I just really take that off of Spotify. I don't know. I like it. I think, I think it's very
0: cool to listen to. I I enjoyed that. It was there.
2: Yeah. That was like my first experience ever recording music. And I had just finished up art and I just, you know, had some of these songs that I knew I wanted to like record. And uh, I, I like, yeah. Like the only song I really like on that, I guess loving and anxieties on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, which yes. we recorded in one taking the bathroom and then detached was like a step up, which I, I do like loner. I like all the songs in there except 24, but, um, no. loner is great. And you know, yeah. And then when it happens to you, it's just, it's just funny. Cause like, yeah, but I would hope that when this new record comes out, people see the, well, you see the growth. It's good that cause you've heard it and you've heard some of these songs and, and you know, it's, it hopefully means like the work the hard work is paying off. So it
0: sure is. It sure is. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for coming on the show thank today. You. Can't wait to see you play live again. And uh thank
2: you so much. And
0: then we'll we'll uh, we'll keep in touch.
2: Yeah, definitely. And you just let me know. We'll come back out to Bethlehem anytime. So That's
0: fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. All
3: right, Phil, let, let's say goodbye to everybody.
2: <laughs>
0: We hope you've enjoyed this episode of your next favorite band. We'd like to sincerely thank Rachel Anna Dodkin for sharing all of these great stories, for even sharing some of the more vulnerable stuff, and and also obviously for sharing all the music and the backstories behind them all, the songwriting, the mixing, the editing, the difficulties and the challenges of letting it all go. But it's all out there now for you to enjoy. Um, We'll have links in the show notes here uh, for uh, her website, um, Uh, Spotify and YouTube channels, and uh, so please uh, check those out, follow them on the socials, subscribe to the content, and uh, definitely catch the show uh, when it comes to uh, a nearby theater around you. Um, As always, our hope here is to bring you your next favorite band. If you happen to already know Rachel Anadopkin, and you tuned in for that, then thank you so much. We just hope that uh, maybe you consider... Uh, liking or subscribing to either YouTube or our podcast uh, channels so that we can bring you your next favorite band in a future episode. Or the entire catalog is out there. Um, We're up to like 71 episodes now, so your next favorite band might already be out there for you to catch. Um, so we've got lots of great content here in September, October, and November already planned. Um, much of it coming off of the Heels of Music Fest. Uh, since that's such a great great uh, kind of like uh, laboratory for us to kind of find people just like Rachel. Um, and so lots of great stuff coming up there. Um, and then even some stuff that wasn't from Music Fest. So we're very excited about what we've got planned. Um, if you uh, are if you have an idea for who you think our next favorite band should be, let us know. But otherwise, hope to see you at a live show soon.